0: This is Cambridge Judge Business School's Online Knowledge Centre, with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day.
1: Although a date has yet to be set, Pakistan is heading towards a general election in 2012. The long-established top two political parties, PPP and PMLN, are being challenged by a familiar face from the world of cricket and celebrity, Imran Khan, who heads the PTI party. He's been critical of, among other things, what he describes as hereditary politics. The test cricket legend emphasises that he knows the art of competing against all types of opposition and vowed to take all wickets with one ball. Rhetoric apart, Cambridge Judge Business School's Kamal Munir is following developments very closely. He's been part of a five-member team advising the government of Pakistan on industrial policy. Dr Munir offered this view of the tasks facing the winner of the general election in Pakistan, whatever the outcome.
0: They really have a tough challenge on their hands, because whether you talk politically or economically or socially, uh, the country is heading for rock bottom if it hasn't hit the rock bottom already. Uh, politically, of course, everyone knows that there is a serious problem uh, with the war on terror and Taliban insurgency, uh, as well as drone strikes in, uh, in the north um, west of Pakistan. Something needs to be done. This is completely unsustainable, and it costs the country uh, a great deal. Economically, there are a number of challenges as well. So the first challenge, for example, uh, which hits everyone really hard is that of energy. There are tremendous and long periods of load shedding, which basically means you, go, you have to go without electricity. Why is that? Because there is not enough electricity in the system, even though there is about 40% excess capacity. But the government is unable to pay the independent power producers that it has contracted to produce this energy. And um, simply because the rates are very high, the bill collection is not enough. So something needs to be done about that, because that is all because of a certain power policy that was put into place in 1994. And uh, in my view, that needs to be reversed, because that has proven to be completely disastrous. At the end of, you know, about 16 years, we have, or 18 years, you know, we neither have enough power, nor do we have power that is affordable for the majority of the people
1: if there's no power, mm-hmm. one of the first things to go will be manufacturing engineering and there is no manufacturing engineering base in Pakistan, which is another major problem
0: you're right. the first thing that was hit was manufacturing, especially the process based industries because if the electricity suddenly goes away, all the processes um, that are you know sort of going on in the factory then end. Uh, will have to stop, and that will hurt not just the production, but also play havoc with the machinery. And so manufacturing has shown negative growth uh, over the past few years, and there has been tremendous unemployment um, that has been generated as a result of that. So not only do you not have enough power, but the power that you have available is very uncompetitive economically. For these people. So, your exports uh, will also suffer. uh, And that has been the case.
1: Politics and industry, industry and politics are are totally linked, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, nowhere more so than in Pakistan. Because every industry that you take and every economic policy that you take, there are basically political routes to that. So, there's a lot of rent seeking that goes on, which basically means that, you know, regulations are changed to benefit or favor a select group. Of industrialists or service providers or uh, businessmen, or you know perhaps um, um, a landed elite which wants to come into industry, so that has certainly uh, been the case i mean take power for for instance. Uh, a number of people have benefited from extremely lucrative um, deals that the government handed out in the 1990s to the uh, private power producers. Take the sugar industry, right, which is completely different from um, energy. And again, you know, a lot of the sugar industry is basically based on licenses that the government granted to the select few. And you name the industry and you will see that uh, the economic policies that have been followed or in many cases, the economic policies that have been ignored have all had political motivations.
1: When a new government is elected in Pakistan, and we don't have any dates for that yet, but when a new government is elected, that government, I'm sure you will say, is going to have to take some very difficult and hard decisions, which is, is not going to be welcomed by some of these elite groups.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when the new government is elected, uh, it will have to take some very hard decisions. And the first one will be, how do we produce cheap electricity for the people so that we can get back into manufacturing and we can get the industry running? The other decision that it will have to take, of course, is um, solving the problem of unemployment. You see, you have to realize that about two thirds of Pakistan is under 30 years of age. So there's a tremendous um, sort of number of unemployed youth. And you need to do something about that. Otherwise, you have a social catastrophe on your hands. And so how do you generate employment, which means that perhaps in some cases, you will have to forego more mechanized, more capital intensive, you know, ways of production in favor of more labor intensive ways, which may not be the most efficient thing to do. But socially, that may be the most desirable thing to do.
1: There is another social problem as well, isn't there, in that younger generation? 50% illiterate, innumerate.
0: 50% of Pakistan is, after 60 years of, uh, you know, having gained independence, is still illiterate. Now, that, of course, is an enormous problem, simply because you can see from the example of various states in India, uh, uh, other places, where... If you just impart basic literacy to the women there, the health indicators suddenly, the infant mortality, you know, so all the indicators of that suddenly, you know, show dramatic improvements. So that basic literacy is extremely important for any society to function. That also means that people can become more independent. Right now, I mean, the people are tremendously entrepreneurial. I have I have talked to people um, and come across, you know, sort of thousands of such people who cannot read or write. They cannot read a single billboard when they go out on uh, the street. They, they do not know what those white and yellow lines on the road mean. And yet they go out and make a living not only for themselves, but also for their families. So the entrepreneurial ability is there. But the state needs to sort of facilitate this and harness this so that these people become assets to the country and not a li-
1: liability. When the new government comes in, it's going to take a long time to turn Pakistan around, isn't it?
0: It's going to be very difficult, in fact, for one government to change things around completely because there are no shortcuts. I mean, you can set the country on the right path, but it, it takes time to come to fruition, all the, all the steps that you take today. So the important thing, of course, is to set the country on the right path.
1: Imran Khan is the front runner at the moment, international cricketer, well-known name, household name, certainly, in, in many parts of the world. Is he going to win?
0: Imran himself is a very progressive person, so he believes in a fair and just society. And people are also extremely disillusioned with the two big parties, which are the PMLN and the PPP. You know, the wind does seem to be blowing uh, that way. We do not know yet if he's going to win, but certainly the party is very confident uh, that they will do very well in the polls.
1: Dr. Munir, will leave it there. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you.
0: This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.